very special and extended episode of the Poitras Ponderings podcast, where we pause, ponder, and project. The I Have a Story series takes a small turn this week, and you will be touched by some of the true stories that you hear in this podcast. This week, Jim has three special guests join him on a Zoom call as they share with us some news from current world events and the humanitarian response that the church should and can have for these. So let me turn this over to our host, Jim Poitras, and his special guests, Brad Thompson, missionary to Guatemala, Selinda Nickel, the CSI executive director, and Michael Henson, the host of a new podcast entitled My Biased Opinion. Hello, everyone. This is Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings podcast. And as you know, we are in a series called I Have a Story. We are going to interrupt our regular series and combine it with some stories that we're going to hear from some very important friends of mine. Uh, Over the last few days, I have noticed on social media the devastation that has taken place in Central America because of two hurricanes that have come very close together. Uh, Before that, I noticed uh, situations that we're having in the Philippines that would have affected or impacted about 1.2 million constituents in that country. So an impact that we're seeing with our brothers and sisters in Central America and also in other parts of the world. If you know me very well, I'm not the biggest on humanitarian needs. If you have to measure that with the the preaching of the gospel or opening a Bible school, I tend to be more in line with let's preach the gospel and let's open Bible schools and let's train ministers and uh, forgetting that it is the whole gospel to the whole world by the whole church. And there are a number of different ways that we impact people around the world with the gospel. And we cannot ignore the humanitarian needs that we have from some of our brothers and sisters. So I am so thrilled that we have with us in the studio today. Studio means I'm in my office, somebody else is in their bedroom, someone else is in their office in a faraway nation, and someone else is in a room where there's some guitars, and unfortunately you're not gonna be able to see any of that because we're only going to provide you with the podcast episode, and that will be an audio recording. Uh, The audio recording may not be as great as it's been over the last few weeks because we are on a Zoom call. So be patient with us because we want to explain a little bit about what the Lord is doing and the opportunities that the Lord has for you when it comes to Central America, the Philippines, Compassion Services International, and the work of global missions with uh, the Apostolic Movement. So we have three guests with us today. And all of these people I count as some of my closest and dearest friends. Uh, The first, Brad Thompson, who is the missionary supervisor in Guatemala, also the 
assistant coordinator for the Global Association of Theological Studies worldwide. So we have a worldwide phenomenon in the podcast today, Brad Thompson. Uh, Brad became my friend, and I became his friend, working on the church bulletin at Life Tabernacle, our home church. He was 16. I was 20 at the time. Uh, That was just a few years ago. A little bit has passed, but we're still trying to correct each other when it comes to the work that we're doing. We also have Celinda Nicole, the miracle lady that has been on the podcast at least twice. No, I think about two to four times before. And such a blessing to my family, as Brad is also a blessing to my family. And uh, Celinda is now the executive director of Compassion Services International, doing a great job. Uh, Celinda, I won't hide it. Celinda has a prophetic voice in my life. There have been times that she sent a text and it was clearly a direction from the Lord. And I appreciate Celinda and Brad so much. And we also have with us the creative director, the creative director. I like to call him the creative genius at New Life St. Louis, which is the home church that I attend uh, when I'm here in St. Louis, which is quite a bit lately uh, since the pandemic. And the creative director and Brad is holding up a Bible or something. Yes, uh, if it's a Bible, Brad, Mike is someone that's also very spiritual and uh, part of our intercessors and prayer warriors at our local church and such a blessing to my life. I've known him for a number of years, probably about nine years, but I feel like I've got closer to Mike and Miriam and uh, their precious daughter in the last few months, especially since we took the trip together to Guatemala. Uh, Our church sent a mission team to Guatemala. I guess we closed down Guatemala because I was like on the last plane out of the country. And uh, we also closed down, it seems like we closed down the United States of America and Canada when we landed back here. I mean, one case reported at the time, I think Brad, one or two cases in Guatemala. thousands of cases here. And yes, we've been dealing with the pandemic ever since. I'm not going to give credit for the pandemic to to Mike because he's so much better than that. Uh, I asked Mike to join us today as well, because I think that Mike has the heart of the local church and recently did a video uh, that Brad will be using or has been using, also Celinda will use with CSI and also will be used at our church tomorrow. Uh, which is Sunday here in St. Louis, and the podcast won't actually be released at that time, but maybe we can give you an update. So these are my friends, and uh, we really want to talk to you. Uh, I want us to leave the podcast today realizing that we are the feet, hands, heart, eyes, and ears of Jesus Christ on the earth and that we can be a blessing to people. It's not always about receiving, obviously. Many times the Lord has called upon us to give, and I think that my friends are going to be able to help us with that today. So welcome to the podcast, the Poitras Ponderings podcast. I think, I don't even know if Brad Thompson even knows that I have a podcast. Oh, he's giving me a face, so apparently he does. Oh, I don't know where to begin, so I'm going to look at my notes. Celinda and Brad, I just want you to tell us a little bit about what's happening in Central America, 
Celinda, on the wider scale, what is presently happening when it comes to Compassion Services International? And just give us a few stories, if you can, about what is taking place. I know that some of those stories are absolutely heart-wrenching, and I believe that the, the listeners want to hear a little bit about that today. And also because you're all creative geniuses, they won't see the stories, they won't see the video clip, uh, they won't see the social posts, social media posts. So you're going to have to draw that picture for them. Way to go, Brad and Celinda. We want to hear from you today. Well, thank you so much, Jim, for having us on here. Brother Poitras, pardon. Jim is fine. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is an honor. And I, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Philippines. And obviously, you know, Brad is fully versed in Central America just because here's what's happened in the world. I mean, talk about a sign of the end times. There has just been a shaking and a rattling um, everywhere. So in the Pacific region, they were hit with two typhoons and the largest, they said, in 22 years of history, the first typhoon that hit, and it just caught everybody off guard. And then within a week, another typhoon hit. And so you're like, in America, we were voting and worried about the election, and they were worried about their life. And a lot of our church people, as you mentioned, you know, 1.2 million church attenders there were clinging to the rooftops to be able to have a place of solid ground at that point. Um, and unfortunately, because of what was going on in the atmosphere in America, we were not hearing about that, and we weren't hearing about the updates in the news. While that was happening, there were volcanoes erupting and causing volcanic um, ash to be going into all of that water. And the people just had no way of supplying any kind of food needs or any kind of, like I said, solid ground. The places that they would normally go to for any kind of stability were even closed. And so that was the first situation that we were dealing with. And the people of the church just people and friends just started coming in and supporting, um, going on CompassionServices.org and supporting the need. And then we were hit with Central America. And so Central America at that point heard that there was going to be some amazing hurricanes that were coming their way. And so, um, Brad, you can tell us about the devastation. I will say this. When you hear this, it's one thing to hear just the word typhoon or hurricane. Having lived through one, it is every single bit of your normality being gone. You no longer know where your clothes are. You no longer know if you have clothes outside of what you have on. You don't have uh, food. Everything that you have is literally washed away. And so that is a reality with the pandemic. So, Brad, go ahead. Well, the situation in Central America was so similar to the Philippines that it is completely uncanny because within a week we were hit by a Category 4, uh, which was Hurricane Eta, and then we were hit right behind that a week later with Hurricane Iota, which actually went up to a Hurricane 5 and was the strongest hurricane to hit Central America in our history. And in the middle of it, we had three volcanoes in Guatemala start going off, which is unbelievable. We had two 5.2 earthquakes, which is not a strong earthquake, but when you're dealing with a mountainous country that's saturated by rain, it has caused hundreds of landslides all over our country. And it's just been uh, 
And from a missionary standpoint, um, I guess this, the scripture that comes closest to my mind was when Jesus stood and looked over Jerusalem and wept. Now, I know he wasn't weeping because of physical destruction. He was weeping because of spiritual need. But I think that kind of goes hand in hand. And when you look at a country you worked in for 35 years and you've helped build hundreds of churches, you've, you've helped see people reach with the gospel. When you see in a week's time, things literally being washed away and landslides taking out complete families, it is just absolutely mind boggling. As a missionary, you cannot sit there and watch it happen without doing something. And that's where compassion services and global cause are so important because the first thing I did was contact Celinda and Brother Linder and say, you know, this is what we're facing. And then it just kept going on. Uh, just some things to kind of give you an idea. Uh, last Yesterday, one of the pastors sent us a video and you can see it on Facebook on Thompson's in Guatemala. This video is from a town called Mishla. Mishla is in the mountains. Um, there's no roadway going into Mishla. You have to walk into Mishla. Uh, you're at about 10,000 feet above sea level, and you walk about five or six hours, if you're me, um, to get into Mishla. Well, Mishla is a community that's in the mountains, and there was a city center, and the river that's not far from Mishla went over its banks, came down the mountainside, formed a brand new river, went right through the middle of town. And on this video, you can hear the pastor and he's saying, there goes the school, there goes the water towers, the center, the, the, the health center has just been washed out. 35 houses with their property was washed away. Not only did they lose their houses, they lost their crops, they lost their farm animals, they got out with their lives. We had one pastor that all that's left is one piece of sheet metal from his home. Everything was completely washed away in a matter of minutes. And now if you look at the pictures in the, after, uh, the aftermath of it, it's like a dried up riverbed is where downtown used to be. And it's gone. And it's just absolutely mind boggling. And, and, and I remember back when we built that church, Brother Gerald Sawyer's church helped us build that church. They wanted to build their church out of cement block. And the people from that community literally carried the cement block and the, and the cement bags of cement and the rebar over the mountains on their backs to build that church in that community. Now, that church is on a hill and it's still standing. It's serving as a refugee center. But just to give you an idea of the magnitude of destruction, it's unbelievable. Um, Brother Alex Duarte and his family, he's got three kids. Uh, they were starting a new church in the city of Morales. Um, they got word that the river had overflowed its banks. Within minutes, water was coming into their house. Uh, they got their kids, they got a baby, and this is also on Thompson's in Guatemala, um, and also on Brother Mike's video. They got their, their kids and they got out of the house with just the clothes on their back. Within minutes, the water was about a foot from the roof. And it covered their home. It covered their, the church, which was next door. They lost absolutely everything. They went to another church family's house to get refuge. Within an hour, they had to evacuate that house because it was flooding. 
Then they all went to a refugee center that was set up in the, in the downtown area. And in the middle of the night, they had to evacuate it because it, it flooded. And finally, they went to a home of a church family that was up on a hill, and they began to get refuge there. They sent me a video um, the next day, or two days later, when they were able to go back to their home. There was still probably two feet of water in their home. And just everything they owned was just floating. Uh, the refrigerator was upside down, and it was, it was floating. Their microwave was floating. Their beds were saturated. I mean, everything they had was gone. And you look at these stories, and it's just absolutely heart-wrenching. Um, we had six pastors completely lose their home, uh, washed away by floods, taken away in um, landslides. We had 10 other pastors' families whose their homes were flooded, most of them to the roof, and they lost everything. And we had seven church buildings that were also flooded and um or damaged by a a landslide one pastor's family literally god did a miracle this is uh pastor estaven i believe is yeah brother estaven uh, a landslide came down on one side of their home and a landslide came down on the other side of their home and i think if i remember right there were 19 homes that were buried in that community but the pastor's home is standing between two mudslides literally wedged in there and it was just a miracle of god saving that family and um it's uh it's been unreal and i could go on and on we have over 50 church families that have either lost their homes or they've been flooded um i will say this most of the homes that have been flooded and church buildings can be repaired we'll work on repairing them uh the ones that have been swept away not only do they lose their homes but they lost their property and so that's that's a different ball game altogether but as a missionary, your heart wrenches and you do anything that you can to try to help your people because you love them and uh, you've worked with them for so many years that you do not want to see them hurting. And people that make $125 to $150 a month, when they lose everything, they lose everything. Like they have so little to start with. It's just devastating. Wow. Can I say one thing too, Jim, because I think this is so important that, you know, I was raised as an MK. And so I felt like you had mentioned, you know, that we're going in full throttle and spreading the gospel and, you know, giving a bag of, you know, cornmeal or dried beans or whatever. That's like fake you know, fake gospel, fake missionary efforts and all of that. And when the Lord is calling me to CSI, he really was dealing with my heart because until they have food in their stomach, until they have those things sometimes provided for them and see the love of God tangibly, sometimes that's what opens up their understanding to there is a God that loves them. And I love, and I know this is happening throughout Central America and the Philippines as well, but um, since Brad is with us, I love the revival that is taking place because they are reaching their communities with tangible needs being met. And they are seeing so many souls being uh, water baptized and filled of the Holy those because of physical needs that are being met and that's the power of this god is just setting this area and this nation up for revival and you know the fact that we get to work with him is just an honor you know what sister Celinda is saying is so true i remember back 
maybe in the 90s when Hurricane Mitch hit and Compassion Services came on board so quick and, and helped us with Hurricane Mitch. We literally had five new churches started because of a hurricane. Because, and we just saw it through the pandemic. Uh, through the pandemic, Compassion Services again and Brother Mike uh, helped us so much with during the pandemic and, and did another video during that. And um, during the pandemic, we fed, we provided groceries to over 5,000 families here in Guatemala. Many of them were not church families, but literally, when you meet their physical needs, they open their hearts up to God and you can minister to their spiritual needs. And literally, because we gave a bag of groceries, we baptized entire families in Jesus' name because we gave a bag of groceries, because we went and we helped and we cared. Because too often as a church, we're like, what can you give me? You know, give. And, and giving is a biblical principle. But when the church gives to people and ministers to their need in times of hurting, yes. then that's the true gospel. And that's when they open up their heart to God and you can do some phenomenal things. And uh, during the pandemic, we had two new churches started, which our churches were closed for seven months, thanks to New Life. You know, New Life came. And they were here. Okay. And okay. Uh, Calm down. our last service in seven months with new life. And um, but during that pandemic, when our churches were closed, I it, it seriously, as a missionary, it blew my mind that we had two new churches started during the pandemic. That was that was totally freaky. But we had countless numbers of people baptized in Jesus' name when churches were closed. But it's because we reached out and met their physical humanitarian needs. I mean, Brian, you have to really admit that because of new life in their missions team, Guatemala will never be the same again. It's true. The <laughs> wonderful thing that happened was the Poitrasses get out on the last plane. We did. Or they would have been here for seven months. <laughs> uh, hmm. And it sounds like you might not have wanted that to happen. <laughs> well, I, I noticed how like, I noticed how intentional you were were about getting me out on the next flight available. <laughs> well, I'm I'm amazed, Brad, that I'm looking at a text from you last night. It says it is a bit overwhelming. I have been raising money and sent money out on Tuesday to six pastors' families, and you know you go on and on. I'm amazed that you would use terminology like it is a bit overwhelming. It is totally overwhelming. It's, you know, heart-wrenching as you've described it. And uh, I think I kind of want to move into what can we do about it? So from the CSI perspective, what can we do about it? From Mike's perspective with the local church and his ministry with creative design, what could be done about this? I know I don't, I don't think I mentioned to Mike in our email, uh, but um, does he have any suggestions about what we could do, uh, a local church member could do to really promote this cause? Uh, like you said in one social media post of the, the picture of the, the dad who had the basket on his head and the little baby was inside or a bucket on his head and the baby was inside. And you talked about how a picture paints a thousand words. I think that Mike is able to speak to that, the, the video that he created, uh, you know, what was behind the concept, what prompted you, Mike, to do that? Uh, what can others do 
along those lines as well. And then also coming back to Celinda from the CSI perspective, how can a listener get more involved? Uh, yesterday, my wife asked me, I'm, I'm embarrassed to actually mention this, by the way, Celinda, but my wife said, you know, Jim, I, I think we should be supporting Compassion Services on a monthly basis. Do they have a PIM account? I'm like, well, I know that they've got a PIM something at the Global Missions Office, and they must have some way that you support them monthly. And I think I saw Sienna even promoting that uh, on the Global Connections uh, interactive uh, stuff that we did. So let's start with Mike and come back to Celinda. And so Celinda can get kind of prepared on a real push about what CSI can do how we can go about giving. Uh, I think our hearts are stirred. How can, what can we do about that? And then Mike, talk to us about the, the video concept that you had. Uh, the, you know, I think you were the one that mentioned on a post uh, a little bit about redeeming like Black Friday or Black Friday was referenced somewhere. It was picked up in, uh, in our home church, Brad and my home church in Canada, there were references to Black Friday, redeeming Black Friday. So I kind of feel like that the Lord is in that. And what can we do to make a difference this Thanksgiving when it comes to these needs in Central America, in the Philippines? Uh, they're going to be people that are going without food. They're going without clothing. They're going without blankets. So what could we be done? So Mike, take it away from here. We're glad you're on the podcast. Congratulations on your own podcast. Way to go. You, Tell us you. the name of the podcast because I'm going to mess it up. I, I oh. thought I was going to just say that it's called My Unbiased Opinion, but that may not be exactly right. So uh, yeah, yeah go it's ahead and put the podcast. Yeah, my podcast is my biased opinion. Oh, biased! <laughs> I never know. I never knew you as someone that would have a biased opinion. Oh, I feel like we all have biases. We just don't like to admit it. <laughs> okay. So I'm just letting it letting it out of the bag right at the outset. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we've my wife has always felt an incredibly strong connection with the country of Gu Guatemala. So our opportunity to go there this spring. Um, and shut it down was exciting um, and and truly life-changing I think we talked on the way back or while we were there about the uh, we have the choice to make it life-changing or not when we come back right and we intentionally decided this was going to change our lives um, and so we were on that trip actually Jacob Adams was on on that trip with us he's the one that prompted the idea of putting together a video um, to try to do some support of the natural disasters that are going on there. Um, I was so, so busy and focused and attention torn every which way that it wasn't something that actually, to be honest, hit my radar until Jacob mentioned it. And then um, having been connected with Brother Thompson's Facebook page, um, like it was it was an easy thing to do to go and, and look at what was going on and feel the, the heart wrenching reality and uh, difficulties that Guatemala is facing. Um, and so that's what prompted the video. I feel like the, the story tells itself 
like the images as brother thompson mentioned um if a picture's worth a thousand words like there's nothing any of us can say that can can capture the impact of a father carrying his child out in a bucket to keep it safe from from the elements and so so putting that that video together there was there was no question in my mind like absolutely i'm going to do it i'm going to share it in any way i can i mentioned it to brother thompson while i was finishing it up and uh it's just it, it is an honor to be able to do that and it's something that i i feel like all creatives everywhere i feel i was thinking even while we were talking before we pushed the record button i feel very uh un not unworthy but out of place i feel so overwhelmed to be able to be on this podcast with you the three of you i've heard i've experienced brother thompson and brother poitras and sister selinda i've heard some so many good things about you that it's an honor to be here and be able to offer a different perspective someone that hasn't had the the privilege of actually being on the mission field for a long time and i feel like i've been i've been trying to pray about and think about what do i need to say in this in this moment and i feel like from a local church perspective intentionality has to be paramount Mm-hmm. Um, just like I was distracted with everything that's going on here. Um, I feel safe in saying Americans are incredibly spoiled and we're incredibly distractible. And uh, that was me. I was incredibly spoiled and incredibly distracted and attention pulled a million different ways. But um, it was convicting because I need to be more intentional and more aware of what's going on. And I think that's why being connected with brother Thompson um, through social media and, and those avenues and being connected with ministries like compassion services. Um, I think those are more and more vital for us in the local church because it's way too easy for us to just completely shut out the rest of the world and focus on my candidate made it. My candidate didn't um, this new mandate is stupid or it's not stupid and we get tied up in things that aren't really that important i think that's ultimately the design of it all all the little things and all the little divisions um, are there to distract us from the big things the things that are really important and then from a creative's perspective um early this year um in our our morning prayers at the church i had the concept of unorthodox unorthodox trails um, hit me really, really strongly. I've not been able to shake it since then. And I feel like it's, it's to do with creatives and people that might not necessarily feel uh, as fit together in ministry as the traditional ministries are, like a preacher or a teacher or an evangelist. I feel like there are a lot of people out there that have a heart for ministry and a heart for the work of the Lord that don't really know what to do and they're kind of lost or they're hanging back waiting to see like maybe this door open maybe that door will open and i just feel like as creatives we need to embrace those unorthodox trails god is a creator and he's given us those skills and those abilities and so uh, i think we need to jump in with both feet find some way we can support and stop being so focused on on or waiting for a door to open 
maybe stop being so focused on or waiting on money to come in in exchange for the talents that God has blessed us with. And that's a whole nother topic of conversation that we could dive into that God has blessed us and those that are blessed need to bless others. And uh, just recognize that we have the opportunity to put a face and put the impact of stories behind the needs of our brothers and sisters, both locally and around the world. And um, we have that opportunity. It's vitally important that we take, take that opportunity to do so and uh, stop waiting for whatever it is that we find ourselves waiting for and just go for it and align ourselves with someone like Sister Nichols or Brother Thompson or Brother Poitras that are in touch with the needs and figure out ways that we can help and, and be a part of raising the awareness and telling the stories and sharing the stories because those are the things that are going to wake up people and kind of bring back to attention the needs that are around the world and help us realize that that was the, that was kind of my idea with the video. Like, it's not just about not being able to go to my favorite restaurant. It's not just about the government mandated only 10 people can get together for Thanksgiving, you know, at, at just what five hour flight away to Guatemala. There are families that are still looking for their families. So hoping their families are around somewhere. and. Uh, it's it's time for us to if we don't have the finances if we don't have the ability and the freedom to go somewhere it's time for us to step into what we do have and do the work i'm deeply stirred with what mike has said but i feel like i want to go ahead and hear from selinda and then i'm going to wrap it up with a challenge of what i think that listeners could do in order to be a blessing at this particular time. So, Salinda, tell us a little bit from the CSI perspective, what can we do to help with this need or similar needs? Um, Just direct us to whatever we need to do when it comes to supporting CSI. So I think that, you know, compassion is the base of it is a Latin word that means to suffer with. Compati is to suffer with. And so it's taking someone else's heartbreak and and things that they're going through and walking those shoes with them. And so we as a church, the Lord is stirring our hearts to really be there in a tangible way with people. And I know that because of COVID, we can't travel to be with them physically, but we can use our talents and giftings to be with them financially. And I would just challenge you and say to the body of Christ, what are you naturally good at? Like, are you part of right now? Are you good at cooking? Are you good at sewing? Are you good at, you know, maybe you're an exercise fanatic and use that talent and ability to not only bring exposure to the needs of the world with compassion services and and these things that we've heard today, but to share, to share it. And then also to raise the fundings for it. So we have a lady that was at our church and she said, you know, I'm not really good at anything, but I want to help. And I said, you know, you're really good at sewing. And there was a lady that was in um, Brazil and her dad had a stroke during the middle of COVID. 
and um, could no longer support the family. The mom had passed away. And so she's like, you know what? We're going to get a sewing machine for this girl so that she can sew and raise money to support her family. And so she started talking to other people that getting the word out and they all worked together to get a sewing machine in Brazil for this girl who now can support the dad who is paralyzed because of going through the stress of COVID. And so I think it's taking what you're naturally good at and then applying that and saying, how can I help someone else with my talent and abilities? You know, you look at Mike and what he did in creating that video. He's naturally gifted with that, but he's changing the world by putting together a conglomeration of people and pictures. And so everybody has talents that they naturally have been given by God and we want to plug in and use them. And, you know, really for a dollar a day, a dollar a day, you can feed a lot of people around the world. And so and, you know, you talk about monthly sponsorship. Yes, we have partners that we take and, and those are monthly and they go to whatever is needed most. And then we also have on our website things that are appeals that we're working for. So right now the Philippines is, is on that list in Central America. And so CompassionServices.org is where you go and you can plug in financially. But I want to challenge you to just also get beyond that and let this be a lifestyle of othering let it be a lifestyle of just seeking to do for others because that's really what god was about he looked at the needs and he we see that he was moved with compassion for others and so that's what it's really about is being moved with compassion and psalms 116.5 says that you know God was full of compassion. And so um, we would love to have as many people and as many ideas as we can of, of just helping people because as, as uh, Brother Thompson has said, look at how it's changing the world. The church is multiplying because of natural needs being met. And what an honor it is. What an honor it is to be in partnership with Christ with this. It's so great. And... I personally would like to challenge those that are listening to this in several ways. First of all, we can all pray. There's not anyone out there that cannot take some time and designate it to pray for these devastations and disasters uh, that are going on presently and the work of Compassion Services International, CSI, and what they're trying to do. Uh, and as Brother Thompson mentioned, that many times these situations do bring about not just revival, but actual starting of new churches and winning of new souls. And it's difficult to tell someone that Jesus cares about them if we're not willing to go ahead and care about them first. So I think that that's what's happening, that we're caring about people. Uh, Brother Thompson, because he's on this podcast, but there are many others that they're, they're taking what CSI is providing and directly giving it to the people that are there at the grassroots and on the ground. So I definitely think that we can all pray. Uh, but because I've listened so intently to this podcast, there's some other things that have really come to mind, like what Mike said. I think that we can be intentional about what we're doing. 
you know, so Linda giving a dollar a day or $30 a month or $50 a month, that's an intentional investment that's going to hit a credit card each month or a bank account. So that's intentional. I would like to challenge any creative that is listening to us right now. If you have a creative ounce in your body, and I believe that you do, I want you, I ask you, I plead with you to go ahead and find a way to create something on social media, tag Compassion Services International. You can tag Jim Poitras. You can tag um, uh, Brad Thompson's Guatemala. It would need to probably be the Guatemala account. Thompson's in Guatemala. Thompson's in Guatemala. Create something. Like Mike created this video. It's I can't get the video off of my mind. The picture that we have referenced, I cannot get it out of my mind. It... Uh, I don't want to say it haunts me. Maybe haunts not the right word, but it's forever there. It's it's there right now. And so create something. You say, well, you know, Jim, I'm not a creative. Okay, let's say you're a non-creative, but you're on social media. And we've got thousands of people that follow us on different social media accounts through either what we're doing or CSI or Mike Henson or uh, Jim Poitras or short-term missions, global missions. I challenge you, if you say that you're a non-creative, go to one of these accounts, hit that share button. It doesn't cost you anything to hit the share button. And the more shares, I would suspect that the more shares that we get on some of these things, it just expands, uh, it exposes. And exposure, like Jim Sleva says, that it's the exposure that will breed the burden and the vision. And we want that to happen. So those are, those are fairly easy things to do. Now, going back to what Celinda has said about support, we are going to put in the show notes for this podcast episode, uh, the link for Compassion Services International. On that link, you will be able to probably give generally, or you could give specifically to Central America, or you could give to Guatemala, or you could give to the Philippines. But uh, that's pretty intentional. So there's that link that will be provided for you. And uh, Brad, uh, Brother Thompson, we're also going to post the, the link from the Mobile Cause uh, link that you use with Global. It's called Mobile Cause. It's a Mobile Cause account. Um, He keeps on calling it Global Cause because he wants to be global. And maybe, Brad, when it comes up for you, that's maybe that's what it's saying, a Global Cause. But it is the Mobile Cause system that we're using here uh, from from Global Missions. Is that what? what we're referring to, then it's, it's mobile cause. So whatever it works, what, if it's mobile cause, if it's global cause, there will be a link for you. And let me tell you something, the link is not going to do anything unless you hit that link and do something about it. So kind of coming down, you know, it's Jim Poitras with the Poitras Ponderings podcast. We've paused, we've pondered for a substantial amount of time, uh, your time. Thank you for giving that time to us. But now it's time to project. What are we going to do about what we've heard today? We can pray about it. Uh, we can create. If we're non-creatives, we can go ahead and uh, hit the share button somewhere. We can we can give uh, through CSI. We can give through mobile cause or global cause or uh, whatever the official program is because you don't we don't want you running off and you know doing your own thing you know creating all these third-party accounts or and 
well, I guess we, you could send the money to us in the end. That would be great. Or send the money to Brother Thompson or Celinda. Ah, I don't normally do this. And I have been saying that statement quite a bit over the last couple of months, that this is something that I don't normally do. So I don't normally do this, but I am challenging you. If you are a couple, I'm challenging you to go ahead and give the cost of one meal to these needs. It's only what? $50. If you are a single person, could you give $25 to this need? Uh, I have a family. There are four or five of us in the family. And uh, we don't always go to McDonald's as a family. Uh, sometimes we go to a restaurant. We could easily spend $100 at a restaurant. We're talking about Thanksgiving, folks, and we're talking about a time period where we have thousands and thousands of believers in these parts of the world that don't have hardly anything. And I'm just believing that people like me and you, we could sacrifice a meal, a restaurant meal, and just... In our area, actually, Mike, it's becoming pretty easy for us to go ahead and sacrifice the meal because uh, all we can do is drive through anyway. So we're not going to drive through and spend $100. And all the nice places that, that I would like to go to, well, they're not the fanciest in town, so don't think I've got lots of money. I've got enough, and I've got enough to participate with this need. So a single person, could you give $25? I'm challenging you to give $25 to this need. Take the link that Celinda and, and Brad have provided. Give $25. Give $50 if you're a couple. And if you're a family, I'm challenging you to go ahead and give $100 so that other people around the world, they can be blessed. Maybe we... Just maybe we can give up. You know, I hear it all the time. People promoting, just give up one Starbucks per day. Uh, I think I'm going to go to Starbucks after this. But, well, maybe not because of what you guys have said today. Starbucks is probably out of the picture for the next few weeks. Um, can we have compassion? Can we literally be the hands? Uh, we're going to have to get Brad to be the hands and the feet over there in Guatemala and our other missionaries that are involved throughout Central America. You can use your hand to go ahead and hit that link button. You can do that. I believe that you can. Uh, I am wrecked about this thing. Uh, hopefully that's a good word because a couple of times lately I've used words that just really weren't the best words to use. And uh, I've been uh, enlightened. Um, I'm not going to tell you those words. They're not anything bad, you know, like swearing, <laughs> but they were bad. <laughs> so I'm wrecked about this. Folks, you can do something about this. I really think that you can. If you can't give financially, would you go and hit a share button on social media? Be intentional. Like Mike said, there's intentionality with missions and hitting that share button, you can do that. You can leave comments on there. You can say, saw, saw you, Celinda, on, um, uh, well, you, they're not going to see you, but heard you on the podcast. Didn't see you, but you must be one of the most beautiful ladies in all the world. We're behind you, and we're going to hit the link button. You can do that. Uh, I don't know if I'm making myself clear. I think I'm making myself intentionally and abundantly clear, and I am releasing you 
with your pastor's permission, assuming that you have your pastor's permission, you can give to a project like this and creatives. I'm challenging you. I'm expecting to see by uh, Monday. Let's give them until Monday. I'm expecting to see some pretty good stuff. If you need pictures, uh, write Brad Thompson. Yeah. Uh, you know, he says he's only a bit overwhelming. So let's overwhelm him yes, with uh, yeah, these things. Um, Brad, I want you to go ahead and close the podcast with prayer today and uh, ask the Lord to, to stir us, to, to wreck us, if it means a sleepless night or driving us to our knees in prayer, whatever it takes, we need to become more compassionate about the world that we live in. Thanks, guys, for being on the podcast. Brad, pray for us, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the opportunity to be on the podcast today. And I'm asking you, Lord, that you would just baptize the listeners with a spirit of compassion. Sister Selinda talked about othering. And Lord, I believe that if we could have a culture of othering, caring for others, being concerned for others in the church, it would transform the church. And God, I'm just asking you to just lay it on the hearts of people. The word that Brother Poitras used, wreck them, God. Just tear us apart today because there is a world that is suffering. And even beyond suffering, there's a world that needs you. But as we reach out to their needs, God, we can reach their hearts. And I just pray that you would use each and every one of us, those of us that are participating here today and those that are listening, Use us, God, to reach our world and let us have your compassion pouring through us. We just commit it to you, Lord, all the ones that are suffering in Nicaragua, Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, in the Philippines. I'm asking you, God, to provide. I'm asking you to open doors and provision for them. And just, Lord, pour out your spirit in a mighty way. And, Lord, allow us to be your hands and your feet and your eyes and your arms, Lord, to reach out to these people and to minister to them in a time of need. We love you, God, and we're thankful for the opportunity that we all have to serve and just pray that you'll bless each one in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So you know the drill. This is Jim Poitras. It has been the Poitras Ponderings podcast. In this podcast episode, we have paused. You have given us your time. We have pondered. All that's left for you to do is project. Go to that link button. Push it. Project. Uh, Go to your design table. Start using those hands. Come up with some creative idea. Uh, Hit the floor in prayer if you have to. We want to see an increase in compassion uh, among the apostolic movement. And I want to be a better Christian today than I was yesterday. I want to be more compassionate today than I was yesterday because compassion is something that God did and does, Jesus did and does with excellence. And hey, don't you want to be like Jesus? Be compassionate. We 
hope to see you again next week for the next episode of this podcast. Meanwhile, do something to help the causes presented in the podcast you just listened to. Praying that you have a blessed week.